Your body is the result of your subconscious mind. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello, ladies. Welcome back. So for the next few episodes, you unfortunately will not be getting the really, really sexy podcast studio sound because I am now traveling again. So I'm not in my co-working space in Sydney, which is obviously sad because it was sexy as fuck. And it's called Work Club Global. It's where I had my amazing Sydney event on Friday, which was like two days ago. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a recap of what happened for those of you that missed out. And if you did miss out, I'm coming to Melbourne and Brisbane end of July. So click the description in the whatever it's called below description thing. And you can get your tickets. Melbourne is nearly sold out. So be fast. And I'm literally recording this podcast the night before it's no wait. Today's Sunday night. There should still be tickets by the time this comes out. Um, so don't miss out on them because Friday night was fucking magic. So we set the whole room up. It was the event room in the co-working space and it was so beautiful, really high ceilings, really, really sexy vibe, lots of natural light coming in, big windows. Um, and everybody came in and they got a sexy drink at the bar. They can get like, do you get, you get anything from wine to cocktails, to glasses of scotch, to kombucha, to tea, to mineral water, whatever you wanted. Everyone hung around in the sexy lounges whilst my little team and I got the rest of the room ready. I got myself ready. And then we started at about seven o'clock and went for a solid two hours. And I was just fucking jamming. I was really in my feminine flow in terms of not having a really set structure, which in hindsight for the next events, I am going to try and create a little more of like a storyline for you ladies, just so that you can follow a little bit more easily. But I definitely bit off more than I can chew. So the event went for two hours long, but I tried to fit in it so much because I wanted to just give you guys so much information and have you guys actually walking out of there with a bit of a breakthrough and like lessons and things that you've already discovered for yourself that you can take on board to becoming that next level version of yourself and really tapping more into your feminine and releasing the things that are stopping you from being in your feminine. Um, anyway, so I definitely bit off more than I can chew, but my next events are going to be all plus three hours. So Melbourne and Brisbane, it's going to be three hours. And then from the following ones, the Melbourne, the New York city event is going to be three days. Um, and then from then on, we're just going to get bigger and better. So, um, in the event we talked, we sort of started off talking a lot about childhood wounds and how, you know, our parents didn't necessarily do anything to make us feel unloved. It's just that we perceive things to be a certain way, which creates this story in our head. So we went through all um, about mum wounds and mummy wounds and daddy wounds and how they've sort of blocked us from really stepping in to our power from being in our feminine, how this can show up in our relationships, our health, our confidence, how it can show up in the way that we people please or don't have boundaries or don't let people in. Um, So we went through all of that firstly. And then after we went through that, we started talking more about um, sort of how to uh, like unblock these wounds. So we did some inner child work, which definitely had the tears streaming, which was so beautiful. I know it sounds fucked up, but I actually love it when my clients cry because it shows that they're actually finally having a release and they're really getting in touch with what they need to and they probably haven't even realized it before. So we did that stuff. We talked about your emotional home and, and what could be 
your emotional home? Like, how are you identifying with this identity that you created for yourself? Whether it's um, like whatever story that you're telling yourself, and it's very usually like a victim story, like it's a poor me sort of story. And went through, we went through that and sort of discovered what would what it was for each of you, um, and how you're latching onto that and not allowing yourself to step into that next level because it's so fucking scary. Could so different from this identity that you've t- attached onto on a really fucked up level. I then talked about you know leading with your heart and the difference between your intuition and your head and how your ego and heart and womb and intuition, whatever soul womb intuition gut whatever you want to call it and how that is so different from your head and how the two of them can nearly be normally complete opposites and sort of differentiating between what is what and when to listen to what and also how to tell the difference between which one is speaking to me and how to tune into each we obviously talked about the womb we talked about blood we talked about the law of attraction and how to bring in more of what you desire we did a lot about ego um we did lots about invalidating limiting beliefs getting rid of them um invalidating limiting beliefs, choosing new stories for ourselves. Um, I talked a little bit about trauma, but I'm definitely in the Brisbane and Melbourne event. I'm actually going to help you guys clear some trauma. I didn't get time to do that with the Sydney girls, but for the three-hour Melbourne and Brisbane events, I'm going to be helping you actually to clear more stuff. So we'll be doing lots more clearing. We obviously talked a ton about money and sex, which is always so much fun. I love talking about that stuff. So we're going to do even more of that in Brisbane and Melbourne and again, clear some of the money blocks that are actually being held in your body that are making it feel really unsafe for you to get to that next level. Um, What else did we do? We also did boundaries, people pleasing. Um, We did life force. Um, We talked about blood. We talked about sex. We talked about feminine, how it's an energy, not a giant to-do list. Um, What else? We talked about Um, your approach to your new life. And we talked a lot about fear and how we can give fear our power. And then of course we did some Q and A's and it was, we had some good questions about bullying and how that's affected us now and how to get over that. And then also about sisterhood wounding. It was such a juicy two hours. It was so amazing to meet all of you that came. Again, a big thank you to all of you that came. We had about 36 of you. So the room was full and it was incredible. Um, We all got amazing goodie bags. Thank you to all of the amazing um, brands that donated to the goodie bags. Um, I really appreciate that. They're all brands that I've already worked with and um, they knew who I was. So when I said, when Haley sent them a little email, they were so happy to, to contribute, which I really, really appreciate. So for the Brisbane and Melbourne events, ladies, I want to reiterate that my events are not a talk. They are not me just giving you information. They, we are actually doing the work. So the girls were journaling. We're going to have an incredible video coming out soon. Hopefully it's actually going to be out today, like the day that you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday. Um, an incredible video is going to be out soon. Um, we actually had the girls, like I actually had the girls journaling and writing things down and we did meditations and we did, we did some clearing stuff. We did some inner child work. You ladies got to do some time regression, which was really beautiful. And that's what I want my events to be about, right? Where it's like, not just walking away with, with some information and being like, well, that was fucking overwhelming, but actually feeling like you've literally up leveled. Um, and of course we had some girls that even up leveled even more and came up to me after and was like, can I please join a program right now? And of course I'm like, hell's fucking yes. They bit that fear in the bud straight away. So it was really, really incredible. And I'm so grateful for all of you that came. Um, now what I am really excited to announce, obviously I've got my Melbourne event coming, which is going to be at work club in Melbourne on Collins street. And then, um, we also have my Brisbane event, which is going to be at North head studios, um, in Brisbane. Which is such a beautiful location as well. And I wanted to just shout out Casey from 
the Real Her pro, um, podcast. She actually had me on her podcast oh, a couple months ago now, um, and it was a great little interview. We were talking all about feminine. We were talking about our periods, our cycles, all of that. So I've actually um, got the audio to that, which is great. Um, so that's going to be playing for the rest of the podcast after this this interview that she had to be on our podcast for. And we are doing like, I don't want to, it's not exactly a collaboration. It's just me talking, but she sort of invited me up to be like, can we do a Brisbane event? Can I help you put it together? Which was amazing. So I want to give her a little bit of a shout out as well. You guys can follow her on Instagram at the real her podcast. She's obviously got the, um, no, sorry, the real her project is her Instagram handle. And then, um, she's got her podcast as well. So definitely make sure that you check that out. She's got some great people that she's interviewed and she's, um, keeping shit really real, which I also love. She's really authentic and really down to earth. So we are putting on that Brisbane event at North Head Studios from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 28th of July when I get back from Europe. So I'll be nice and tanned. And then I've got my Melbourne event on the 26th of July from 7 to 10 p.m. So both of them are three hours. So make sure that you get those tickets before they are sold out. These will be my last Australia events. If you are in Perth, Adelaide or Tasmania, a few of you have messaged me. I will not be coming to those cities this year. I just cannot fit it in my calendar and I don't want to put my body through any more traveling than it already is doing because I've got a lot of travel the rest of this year, which is so fucking exciting. So if you are in Perth, Adelaide, Darwin, wherever else you are, I would really encourage you to make a weekend out of it. It is a Friday night or Sunday day, depending on which event you'd go to. Um, we're both talking, we're talking about the same sort of stuff. Obviously every topic, every event varies because I don't, I don't have a written speech that I regurgitate. I, I make it all up on the spot. I've just got an outline. Um, so I make sure I cover everything. So if you want to come to my event this year, these are going to be the most low investment events in terms of like, obviously the cheapest events with ticket price. Um, so the ticket price is the early bird, which will end at the end of June. Um, do we have 33, 31 days in June? I don't know. Whatever the last day of June is, we have 30 days in June. Okay. Whatever the last, so June 30 is going to be the last day for ticket sales for early bird. And then the prices will go up. So do not miss out on that. And I've also been so fucking nice as to put a payment plan. So nobody can not come because of money blocks. The payment plan is $20 a week for four weeks. And that will go up again um, when early bird offer ends. So these, these will be my last events in Australia for this year, ladies. I'm thinking, but again, you can't quote me on this because shit changed. I'm thinking of doing an event, one big Australia event next year where I'll fly back from America um, because I'll be living over there next year, Um, hashtag manifesting. And also it's 100% happening. It's already happened. Um, So if you want to come, if you do not want to, uh, if you want to be able to come to one of the events that are lower lower investment or you want a bit of a taste of my work, these are the events to come to because um, next year's event will be much bigger. So this is your opportunity to be able to talk to me, ask questions. Um, all that stuff. So I, ladies, I really urge you do not miss out. So many of us wait until those tickets are sold out to be like, fuck, I really wanted to go. So listen to your heart. If your heart is like, I want to go to Monica's event, listen to that, follow your, follow the pool. And I cannot wait to see you there. So this is Casey and I, she's interviewing me on her podcast. I really hope you ladies enjoy and I will see you on the event. So excited today because I'm speaking with Monica Yates, who is a life and period coach. We're talking all things period today. Monica, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Casey, for having me. 
I am so excited to have you on today um, and I just wanted to start with a little bit about yourself and exactly what it entails to be a life and period coach. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So basically in a nutshell, I kind of, um, obviously periods, I help women with all period problems, all hormonal issues. Um, and I take quite a deep level to it. So it's not just about food or supplements. That's all very important, but a lot of women will do that and they'll still have problems. So I come in as well with like the emotional, spiritual level of what's happening in your brain. What is your subconscious saying to your body that's affecting your period? Because at the end of the day, your body is the result of your subconscious mind. So if you are having horrendous period pain and you are doing all of the quote unquote right things nutritionally, it's like what's going on in your brain that's communicating the wrong thing to your body and it's becoming a physical manifestation. And then also I do a lot of childhood wounding work, a lot of just general reprogramming, confidence stuff, sex stuff, um, intimacy issues, what else? Um, Parent wounds, um, money stuff, like all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because I talk a lot about the law of attraction on the Mm -hmm. podcast and the Real Her Project in general, and it's just so true that your thoughts really do become your reality. Yeah, I know, and I go on a lot about this with my clients of just – Um, whatever you say, whether it's a negative or a positive, more of that is going to come. Whatever you focus on, you attract. So if you're focusing on, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, guess what? You are going to keep showing up with not enough money and not enough time. Yeah, definitely. Um, So how did all this get started for you? Um, How did you get into the world of helping women, especially in such a niched topic? Yeah, it's a very niche market, but it's a good market to be in. Um, I can attest to that. Um, So it was really through my own journey when I came off the pill. I had really bad periods before I went on the pill. Didn't know much about my period, just the usual crap that you're told at school, basically. Um, Came off the pill, didn't get my period back for 18 months. Went through that whole journey, got it back for like two months, had a really horrendous ski accident, lost it again for another six months. Then I got it back and it's been around ever since. So it was kind of through that journey that I was like, why is this happening to me? that I really started looking into it. And, um, it, I discovered through my own journey of the power that my brain was actually having on my cycle, um, more so than my food. Cause I was doing all the right food things. I was eating a ton of healthy fat. I was having all the right stuff, ton of veggies, no sugar, no dairy, no gluten, all the right things feeling amazing. But I was like, why am I not getting my period? Um, and it was a, a combination of things, but especially the second time around when I lost it, it was actually the emotional side of things that was holding me back. Obviously the stress in the beginning. And then six months down the track, I still hadn't got my period back after my ski accident. And it was actually, um, two days after so I was on, um, Instagram live. And I said to the girls on it, I was like, I have to just say that I do, there's a part of me that feels like a fraud for talking to you guys about periods when I can't even fucking keep mine around. Um, And two days later, I got my period because I had let go of that emotional baggage of feeling like, how can I tell, like lack of integrity, yeah? How can I tell people how to bring their period back when I can't even fucking keep mine around? Got it back once, lost it again. And of course, that was just my own perception. Everybody was like, Monica, you had a horrendous ski accident. We're not thinking that about you. Um, But it doesn't matter what what other people are thinking about you. At the end of the day, it was blocking me. It was um, creating an emotional block and an emotional barrier. And that was having an effect on my period 
period. And I mean, your reproductive system, you know, it's your womb space, it's your yoni, it's so sacred. And so as women, we hold a lot of trauma, we hold a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and grief down in that area. So when you're holding that, it's going to show up in one way or another, whether it's an issue with sex, whether it's an issue with libido, your hormones, or a really shitty period or no period at all. A lot of the time, it's a physical manifestation from something happening in your brain. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting that you say that because I guess your coaching is coming from that, that personal story. And you may feel like an imposter talking about that stuff when you, you know, you can't even get your own cycle on track, but I think people really resonate with someone who has been through the ringer as well and understands exactly, you know, what it feels like to not have it under control and doesn't know what the future holds. I just feel like someone has a lot more passion when they have truly felt the pain themselves. Oh, a hundred percent. When people don't, people sometimes think that I've had it really easy and I'm like, I've been hospitalized 11 times and, um, yeah, like lost the period twice, had been on everything. I'm like, in terms of health, like physical, I've never had any horrendous mental health issues that are besides the ordinary of childhood wounding, all that, you know, stuff that we all have. Everybody has that. Um, my own limiting beliefs, my own issues with the feminine. Um, besides that, it's been all physical stuff, um, which I'm grateful for because it's nothing that, um, has really, really affected my, um, my psyche emotionally. But, um, Oh, I've been through the ringer. I've done, like I coach on stuff that I have been through. And that's my biggest things with my clients that are coaches, um, is that you cannot teach somebody something when you have not nailed it yourself. So I could not sit here and teach women how to, uh, make five figures a month if I'm not doing that myself. Like it's, it's just not, you're not going to attract the right clients anyway. And you're going to feel like a fucking fraud. You can't sleep at night. So. Yep. Love it. And I think that's a good message for the listeners as well, you know, to just own your issues and your perceived flaws and own your story because that's something that, you know, you can spread and you can teach and you can help others to improve. 100%. At the end of the day, when we're just spirits and before we've like come into uh, our mother's womb, like we choose our parents. We've chosen them for one way or another. If I did not have my parents, I would not be here. Not that my parents did anything horrendous, but like if I didn't have that wounding about my feminine and that wounding about being a woman, I would not be teaching women how to do business like this or how to live life like this because I wouldn't have the shit to go through about coming out of my masculine and into my feminine. And can you talk a little bit more about that masculine and feminine? Mm. Because I feel like it's slowly being talked about more and more, but it's certainly not a mainstream topic. I don't think many people understand exactly um, what is your feminine and what is your masculine. Like I think a lot of girls just think I'm a, I'm a girl and that's it, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is, I guess, with a lot of women these days is general. So at our core, you are either mostly masculine or mostly feminine. So like, yes, in terms of that we both, we have masculine and feminine, but you're going to be majority one or the other. Some women actually have a majority, about 10% of women have a more um, masculine core than feminine. That's fine, right? Then those are the women that will tend to be, if their core is masculine, not their facade. If their core is masculine, then they'll be in a relationship with more of a feminine man because you need that polarity in order for a relationship to actually really work. Um, 
So for a lot of women, they are going to be that core of feminine. So for those women, that's what I'm going to talk about. So that's going to look like you're able to surrender in sex. You are able to be very in your body. So you're not overthinking. You are not, you're not a perfectionist. You are not overanalyzing your body. You're not making some fucking ape shit plan about how to do life or how to do your business. You are working in flow. You are working from a place of intuition. You, your number one priority is love and connection. It's not your career. And a lot of women will go, no, that's so not wrong. That's so not right. It actually is right. Like, biologically men's number one priority in life is their passion and purpose. Women's is love and connection. Now a woman can make her number one priority her business, but she will not be fully fulfilled. It will fulfill her to a point, but she will reach a point where she's not fully fulfilled. And that's where it's like for women in business, if you work from this place of love and connection and you don't let your relationship slide, you will ultimately get fulfillment in every area of your life and your business will thrive because you are thriving, right? Men can have, men won't be able to thrive in a relationship if they don't feel like they are living their passion and their purpose. So if your man is having a shit time at work, he doesn't know what he's doing and he doesn't feel like he's actually like, you know, um, making waves in the world or helping people or doing what's right for him in terms of his work and his career, he won't show up fully in your relationship. Um, so the feminine is all that surrender, love, working from your womb wisdom, being really in tune with your body, all that sexual creative energy. And then the masculine is that head, it's to-do list, it's doing, it's going, it's planning, it's action orientated, um, it's it's giving. So women receive, men give, or I should say feminine receive, masculine give. Um, uh, what else? Um, it is, it is, it is, it is more structure. Um, it's having that passion and purpose as your number one focus. That's how the masculine is going to play out in its sharper edges. Whereas the women is soft, whereas the feminine is soft and in flow. So it's, yeah, that's sort of the polarity. And you can see that in business and in life. And a lot of people think that they have to be very masculine in business or a lot of women think they have to be very masculine in business in order to achieve and do but you fucking don't like you fucking don't. I used to be, and I can tell you right now, my business was not thriving when I was fully in go, 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 do, do, do. And as soon as I actually fully harnessed that feminine power and stepped into my feminine, my business fucking snowballed. Um, and yeah, I have days where I'm overwhelmed today. I'm working 6am to 9pm. Like this work, this week is a fucking busy week, but that's okay because I'm so in flow and I'm so in alignment. I'm not running myself into the ground. I'm allowing myself to flow. I'm allowing myself to have a five minute nap on the sofa. Um, I'm doing the things that I will allow myself to have a bath tonight because I know how to nourish my soul so I can show up in business and I can show up in my relationships as my best self and as that feminine. And, um, and I'm very, very fiery at heart. So my, my personality is like very, very, I'm a Sagittarius, like in a lot of my, a lot of the, a lot of my houses and then my rising moon and sun are both Sag. And so I've got a lot of fire in me. So I'm very, very passionate and I've learned how to harness my wild feminine side. So don't think that you've got to be some soft, airy, fairy chick to be feminine. You don't need to be that. 
I've also learned though how to surrender and be in that soft feminine side because I do have that without feeling guilty or without feeling weak. Because I used to think that if I was soft and if I surrendered in a relationship, I'd be weak. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm rarely fiery in my relationship. In business though, I'll be fiery. Oh my God. I'm literally like sitting on the edge of my seat right now. I can feel that passion radiating through the computer screen. You have given me so many holy shit moments and we've literally only been talking for like 10 minutes. Like, are you kidding me? I know so many women who are so super ambitious and goal-driven and feel like that's the only way they should assert themselves, especially like Mm -hmm. in the workforce and, and in the world that we live in at the moment where women feel like they need to be assertive to to step up to the plate and you know kind of stake their claim in the business world but holy shit like the idea of tapping into that real feminine energy and leading with love instead that's game changing like that's life changing oh yeah 100% and um the whole biz, women in business thing i'm really i help a lot of women with their coaching businesses um just get to where I now am. And then obviously as I grow, they grow. And my biggest thing is like, I get that you think, cause we've been wired this way to believe that the way a man does business is the way that we should do business. It's not, we are not equal to men because we are different and men are not equal to us. The game, the, the, the goal is not to be fucking equal. This whole equality thing. And like, I get backlash for this. I don't like, honestly, I don't give two shits. Like I know people do not agree with what I'm saying, but if you think about it, we are not here to be fucking equal. You know, it is more fun. Like, yes, we can change a fucking tap. If we want to change the tap or change the tire, we can manage. Hello. We can push a fucking living baby out of us and we're still here. We're pretty strong, but it's more fun when you allow man to do a man's things. And it's more fun when you can be in your feminine and life becomes easier. The goal is not to beat men or the goal is not to be the same as men, right? Because you're not going to be fulfilled ultimately. The goal is to do you. And the way that you show up in business is going to be more productive for you, better for the company or better for your company. It's going to give you better results because you are in, you are working from a place of love. And and ultimately that is going to attract your ideal customers, clients, whatever it is, whether it's corporate or not. We are fucking magical as women. We are magnetic if you learn how to be magnetic. And it's not about like you have to quote unquote, I guess, learn it. It's actually coming back to it. We were born being magnetic, but we've lost it because of society and conditioning. So we have to just relearn it again. And it makes life so easy when you get to actually be in your feminine and not only does it make your business run better and your and you be better in business but it makes your relationships better it makes your sex life better it makes your health better it makes your cycle better it makes everything better which ultimately means you show up better in business and in every other way and one thing that i was having i like to have very controversial controversial conversations and i was having a conversation with my dad one time and when he, he used to be a very, um, he still quite is, um, he still is quite, but when we were living in New York, he was a very high up CEO for North America in a company. And, um, we were talking about this conversation one time about men and women in the workplace. Cause I just wanted to have a conversation about like, how does this show up 
for you as a very masculine, high-achieving man. And he said to me that, um, you know, the, the, the guys would always be, we'd always be in the office at like 4 a.m. and like, you know, we'd be razzing each other up and like having arguments and whatever because that's how men work. They can deal with high-stress environments. Come 9 o'clock, women, women in the office would be crying. And dad would say to them, go home. And they would, of course, be like, no, 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 I don't need to. And dad would be like, it's not about you can't do the same job as us or that you can't achieve as much as us. Like men fucking love women. Men think that we are absolutely amazing. They praise the living daylights out of us. We are just not wired for the same high stress environments. It's not that we can't do the job. It's like you are physically not wired to stay up and like, you know, in a corporate environment, you know, crunch numbers and, and get angry and get all like stressed. We are not wired. We will break down. We are not wired like that. Men are wired to be like that. So it's not about that. We can't do the same job. It's that we are literally wired differently. So fucking own that and go home and go to bed and let your man look after you right? How beautiful for you and how beautiful for him. And I always say this to my clients, it's like, when you can let him look after you, he feels so cherished and so loved and so masculine. Like you are allowing him to be more masculine when you are more feminine. Yeah, 100%. And it's all about playing to your strengths, I guess. Women and men are just so different biologically. Even if we are working towards the one goal, you know, men will go one way, women will go another way and get it done that way. And we have different ways of being driven. And I think it's really important to look at the goal and understand what your strengths are and tap into that rather than try to be like anyone else. Just figure out what it's going to take to get you from A to B and focus on that rather than what anyone else is doing. Exactly. And like, even we have a cycle, like there's so much power in that and we don't understand that fully. But like, for example, when you're ovulating, generally speaking, depending whether you bleed on a red moon or a white moon, um, if you are ovulating, um, when it's a full moon, um, generally speaking, you're going to have a lot of energy and around ovulation then, because you've got that high, the higher estrogen, you're feeling all sexy, you're feeling alive, very energized. Your communication skills are actually better. You, your pheromones are different. So you just seem more attractive. You seem sexier, right? Imagine going in to a, um, a boardroom or something like that and giving a presentation, right? You are going to be 10 times more magnetic. Your communication skills are going to be better. And, and you are just going to, you are going to be more attractive to everybody watching you and listening to you. So you are going to nail more deals around ovulation. Then in your luteal phase, you're better at analytics. So you're better at doing your accounts. You're better at editing things. You're better at um, doing that logistics side of things. Imagine if we worked with our cycle, how fucking powerful we would be and how much our business would grow because we've harnessed our power in every different phase. Men don't get this, right? They get the big rise of testosterone in the morning and then they crash at night. That's great. They can use their daily 24-hour cycle. But we have a monthly cycle, right, which means that we can do different things that are beneficial to the company or our company or whatever, our life, and it's going to mean that the end result is going to be better. And I always say we're playing the well, I play the long-term game, not the short-term game. Long-term game is you don't want to be in bed with chronic fatigue, so let's work with your cycle as opposed to pushing yourself to try and be a fucking man and show up to your job when you actually just need to stay in bed and sleep in for an hour because it means in a week's time when you're ovulating, you are going to be a fucking powerhouse and you'll stay later in the office. 
Yes. Yes. I love it. And I love the topic around the cycle. Um, I want to get into that, but firstly, I just wanted to touch on the idea of periods and why in God's name, is it such a taboo topic? Like why are there no conversations about it? Why are we being taught the bare minimum about them in high school and how can we use them and like our cycle to our advantage? So, um, Obviously, we used to have like the red tent thing. A lot of women think the red tent was a shame thing, but it wasn't a shame thing. The red tent was this beautiful, um, not even ritual. It was a ceremony. It was it was something so fucking sacred that we don't have anymore. Not a fucking morning ritual. Like this was a sacred, sacred space where women would only women would go and they would bleed. They would give birth. They would honor the shit out of their bodies and out of their femininity and out of their power, right? We don't have in our society, and a lot of cultures still have some sort of um, sacred ritual or ceremony around their times of the cycle. And I encourage you to either do that with yourself or to do it with a friend or whatever so you can bring some more of that um, praise and that that um, feeling of sacredness back to your cycle. But basically, um, so we used to have that. And then as we went through time, like then the pill was introduced, right? As soon as we started using the pill, we started handing our power to a drug, right? We started shutting ourselves down. We started shutting our power down and we started losing the connection between ourselves and our cycle. Okay. Now over time, you obviously in schools, right? That's the ultimate time for a woman. And it just warms my heart when I get to talk to young girls about how fucking epic their period is because they then know from the get go, Oh my God, this 20 year, like 22 year old chick is like loving the shit out of her cycle. And they, and the bottom line is when you're that age, you look up to women like this, you know? And so for them, they look up to this and go, I want to be like her and I want to love my cycle. But like when I was in school, it was basically like you can get pregnant any time of your month, any time of the month. And here's a tampon, here's, here's a pad, here's a tampon. Having a period means you're going to get really bad PMS and everything's going to be shit, right? That's what I was programmed to believe from school. And like, I have a really close relationship with my mum, And like, we talked openly about periods all the time, but because she didn't learn this and because her mom wasn't, I mean, this is also like to do with a bit of the church and stuff. I mean, her mom, very, very Catholic, never talked about this. Right. And even like last night I gave a talk, I was, I was on a panel in Melbourne and I came home, mum came to watch it. And I came home and I was talking about period sex at the panel. And I was like, Oh my God, period sex is the fucking best. Like, I know some people don't like period sex, but Jesus Christ, the orgasms on period sex and the mess is just so hot. And and my mom's there in the crowd, right? Like that's our relationship. We don't care. We're very open. But because she didn't learn it, I can't expect her to pass the information on to me. So it was only through my own education that I was like, Jesus, I got angry when I found it out because I was like, why the fuck has nobody told me this? Why have I had to wait till I'm 20 years old, 19 years old to actually understand that my period is very important. I have been led to believe that it's a fucking nuisance and it's shit, right? That's how we've been taught. So over time we've really lost and like we've lost the connection. We've lost the beauty and fuck, you can make a fucking human. Like your period means that you can make a fucking human. Like just let that sink in for a second. You can create a life. Like, I'm sorry, my brain can't even process the magic behind that, right? Fucking incredible. And 
you have to start seeing things in a different light as opposed to it being a nuisance. And I get that if you have a shit period, it's a fucking nuisance because I was there. But that is not a nuisance. That is, that is your body telling you, listen to me, I need help. Your body, there's something wrong, right? Your hormones are not in balance. Your body is trying to tell you something. Your life will show up in your period. If you are not breaking up with the guy that you're meant to break up with, if you are, you know, doing the job that you fucking hate, if you are stressed out of your mind, if you are eating the wrong foods, it's going to show up in your period. Your period is your free doctor, right? It is your doctor. It's going to tell you everything that you need to know if you can learn how to understand it. Um, so yeah, it's your month. I say it's your monthly report card, right? It's your report card of how are things going? How is your stress? How is your cortisol levels? How have you been eating? Have you been eating too little carbs, enough carbs, too much fat, not enough fat, the bad, wrong fats, inflammation, like it's telling you things. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, I could go on about that forever. Like there's just so much power behind it. Um, like everything in terms of life and death is blood, right? There's just our power as a woman is in blood. Blood gives, blood gives life. Um, it's involved in having a baby. It's involved in the cycle of being able to make a baby because your period it's involved in, um, pain. It's involved in death, like in every way, blood is there and it's so sacred. And it's that thing that combines all of us together. It's magic. It's just so much powerful energy. Um, for fuck's sake, like your, your period blood, your menstrual blood, they've now found that it's got fucking, it can make fucking stem cells. Like a fucking paper cut can't do that. Like what the hell, right? Like incredible. If that doesn't have power, I know what the fuck does. Yep. I love it. And what is incredible too, um, you know, I've been listening a lot to your podcast episode lately in the lead up to this conversation. And one thing that really struck me is how in society we have just like normalized bloating, um, cramping, crazy food cravings around period time, but that's not actually meant to happen. Is it? That's actually a sign that our body is trying to tell us something, not that our period is coming. Yeah. And, um, I've got a podcast episode about like Dr. Horror stories and oh my God, it breaks my heart when like a girl sends me a DM and like, it'll be like my, this is my problem. I went to, I'm 22 years old. I went to my doctor and he said my only option was a hysterectomy. I'm just like, what? This has happened to I can't even count the amount of times this has happened. And I just think how the fuck is a doctor legally allowed to say that to a 22 year old? Like, how is that even an option? It's just, it's, it's not normal. Your cramping is not normal. No PMS is normal. The only thing that's normal is insatiable hunger before your period. Hunger, not cravings. Okay, so you've eaten a meal and you're like, I don't want to eat again, but you're starving and your stomach's grumbling. That's fine. Um, and then also a bit of fatigue. Rest of it, nah. Absolutely not. Not normal. So where are these symptoms coming from? Is it just because some people's bodies don't respond well to the pill um, and it's just become like this weird side effect almost that everyone's just normalized? Um, I'd probably say that it's just over. I mean, I don't know the exact answer answer to this, but um, 
you know, back in the day in history, it was something that women were praised for their period. Like, you know, I, I was reading a book one time and it was talking about um, this girl was bleeding and like she wasn't wearing a pad or anything. It wasn't a modern day. It was like more, I mean, history. And she wasn't wearing anything. And her thighs were like touching as a woman's thighs, generally speaking, touch. And, um, and when she spread her thighs apart, her blood made a love heart. And you just think about that. And I'm like, right, how beautiful is that? Like your blood is, is life and it's love and it's just fucking sacred. Um, and we were praised for that time. We were honoured for our cycle. Um, and over time, like the pill, doctors, um, Eastern medicine, nothing against Eastern medicine. Um, so, I mean, Western medicine, sorry, Western medicine as in modern medicine, um, nothing against it at all. It's there for a reason. I mean, I've had to use it multiple times after my ski accident. So we need it for, we, there, it is there for a reason. Um, there's no denying that. But um, it's this Band-Aid effect that's causing the problem of you've got cramps, here's a drug. You've got a period problem, here's the pill or the IUD or the Implanon. And then there's side effects. And the doctor's like, here's another pill. Here's, here's an antidepressant. Here's an anti-anxiety. Here's a nausea tablet. Like even when I just had my surgery for my leg, it was like, I was like, no, I don't want endo and I get really nauseous. And they're like, oh, we can give you an endo tablet. I was like, no, you can give me something else. I don't want endo. And, um, you know, and it's just like, and then it's like constipation, right? It's like, okay, here's another drug for constipation. And it's like, actually, mom's bringing me in like a whole pile of psyllium husk or whatever it is, right? Um, it's just that Band-Aid and you get on this, you become on this cascade of drugs, basically. And it becomes very daunting for a woman to come off it. Because there's a lot of fear around what the fuck is my cycle going to be like when I get off these drugs. And it can be very scary. And, and I get that women then don't want to come off the pill, especially if they've gone on the pill for something like acne. Um, they're so worried that it's going to, that all their acne is going to come back as soon as they get off the pill. Um, so it's just this combination of, um, honestly, this Western medicine of, this Western psychology of money, make money, sell drugs, right? Doctors thrive off women's problems, right? Because they keep making money. These things aren't a solution. They're a Band-Aid, which means that we keep coming back for more. We have to keep refilling our prescription. We keep having more problems. It's funny how my clients, when they come to me and we finish, I'm like, bye-bye. Do you know, like I say to people, my job is to make myself redundant, my job is not to keep somebody on for years and years and years. It's fix a problem and they go on their own path. They go on their way. Um, they can come back to me if they need more support, but I'm trying to fix their problem for that long-term solution, not a Band-Aid. There is no fucking Band-Aids in Monarchy 8's HQ. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I guess on a side note, I just, I'm really sick of the stereotype that, you know, being feminine is a problem. You know, there are all these negative connotations, like stop acting like a girl and it's ridiculous. Like, why can't we just accept and own who we really are and be who we want to be? I know. And it really breaks my heart because this used to be me. Like it used to be me of like, hated being a woman, thought being a woman was so annoying and such a nuisance. And it honestly is like, the most my job is so fucking fulfilling to see women in like even in my mastermind of like it'll be week four and like they're changed women and it's just like like that's what's possible 
um, that you can be fully loving your fucking body and loving being a woman and so um, in your power and so in your feminine and just so engaged in your own energy and your soul that in four weeks you can be a new fucking woman. That's so incredible. And I guess to just start bringing it all together, how can we uh, start using our cycle to our advantage? And I know you spoke about it a little already, but like specifically Mm. how can we make ovulation work for us and kind of tap into those stages of the cycle? Yeah, so the first thing is you are only probably going to be able to tap in if your cycles, if your hormones are balanced. If your hormones aren't balanced, you are going to be on a fucking roller coaster and then you can't tap into shit, right? Because you're trying to just keep yourself strapped in. So um, let's say your hormones are balanced, for example. You're going to have your period, which is like day one of your cycle is your period, Um, like the first day of proper bleeding, not spotting, proper bleeding. During your period, like if you bleed on a red moon or a white moon, so red moon is typically going to be those women that are movers and shakers, healers, coaches, that sort of stuff. And then the white moon tend to be like more like motherly um, and they're classified as quote unquote more fertile. Um, It's believed that that's what it is. That just means, um, and this is a total, this is not necessarily the case for everybody. This is talking about... um, uh, ancient in, in like anciently speaking, that's not even a fucking word, but you know what I mean? Um, so, so the white moon is when you are ovulating on the full moon and you bleed on the new moon. Whereas the red moon is you bleed on the full moon and you, um, ovulate on the new moon. So we're just going to talk for the majority, which is the majority of women will bleed on the new moon and ovulate on the full moon. So for those women, they're going to have heightened energy at ovulation. So around ovulation time, you want to be going out with your girlfriends. You, you can be doing the midnight nights. You can be killing it at business. You're going to be more in your masculine. I actually have a really good free ebook on my website underneath the tab free shit. And it goes through all of this stuff in great depth. Um, so during your ovulation phase, that heightened energy, use it. You can do a bit more exercise if you want to go out with your girlfriends, make all the plans, go out for coffee, work extra hours, um, stay up late, go out on date night, have amazing sex. Like you'll be feeling way, way horny, um, all that jazz. And then when you come into your luteal phase, which is the week before your period, if your hormones are balanced, you should be very cool as a cucumber. Majority of women are, are fucking anxious and fucking depressed, bloated, cranky, PMSC during this time, not how it's meant to be. You should be feeling cool as a cucumber. Like you'll have, this is me, longest fucking to-do list. I just look at it and I'm like, meh. And then I'll just go and like read a book. Like I'll be chill. I'll be fucking laid back. Um, I'll be in more of a cuddle mood. Um, like your libido isn't as high, but you love the slow, really intimate, soulful sex and having orgasms is going to help with any PMS issues. Um, then, and this is obviously a really brief overview. Then obviously you've got your period and you want to try and like slow down during that time, honor it. That doesn't need to mean that you fucking make a red tent in your house. That could mean wear a red dress, put on red lipstick, wear like I don't know about red trackies, but wear red underwear. Like just bring some sort of um, ritual into your life um, to honor that time of your cycle. Maybe that means you sleep in for 15 extra minutes or you don't go to the gym that day or you, um, you know, instead of working that night, working at night or something, you actually just curl up on the sofa with your partner and watch a movie together 
or you allow your partner to bring you breakfast in bed or you have amazing sex if you love period sex. Like nourishing your body during that time. And then as you come out of your period and you're in your follicular phase, um, your energy will start to heighten, but don't go to a wall because you can fucking drop yourself back down because your body's slowly coming out of its little like turtle shell. Um, and then it's kind of, it's a little bit of the reverse for the red moon. So you'll be lower energy around ovulation, higher energy around your period. Um, so I tend to bleed that way. So I will bleed on the full moon, ovulate on the new moon, um, because I'm very business driven at the moment and I'm not so much like wanting, I can't wait to have, I cannot wait to have a baby, but like, I'm like, I'm 22. I don't need a baby just yet. Um, so yeah, that's sort of how you can work with those cycles. So just honoring your different powers at the different, um, phases of your cycle and not pushing yourself. When you don't need to, you can push in ovulation. Don't push around your luteal phase because it will show up in your period. And if you push during one cycle of your period, it will show up in the next cycle or the cycle after that, that pushing, that stress, that striving, that masculinity. If you do that too much during your cycle, it will show up in your following periods through blood clots, period pain, heavy periods, bloating, fatigue, some way, shape or form, it will manifest. Yes, that's amazing. And I think it's a really good way for women to just start taking note and understand how their body works because sometimes you get so much resistance, like, oh my God, I've got this massive to-do list. And when you look into it, you could realize, oh, I'm actually in the stage of my cycle. I should be focusing more on planning. And then next week, I'll be way more likely to smash the to-do list. I think a lot of that guilt will be taken away if you can tap into your body and make it work for you. A hundred percent. It's giving yourself permission as well to go, oh, it's ovulation phase. I can work harder this week. And then like, so for example, I'm around ovulations. I've got a fucking kick-ass week and I'm like, that's okay. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I'm feeling a little bit stressed, but I know that my body can handle it. So if I need to stay up to 11 PM tonight and, you know, not make plans this weekend because I want to kick my business in the ass, I'm allowed to do that because I'm feeling into that. But next week, I ain't doing that because I'm going to be in my luteal phase and I need to do my, I need to do my accounts, right? Because in my luteal phase, I'm actually going to be better at doing my accounts or my luteal phase. I should edit, um, my podcasts or I should be, you know, editing the sales page, my new program or whatever else it is. Um, and doing more of those analytical things and it allows things to come more easily to you. So you can be in flow. So I'm not trying to like create projects in my luteal phase, right? That no create in your ovulation phase when you're birthing things. Um, and then when I'm in, when I'm bleeding, it's like, okay, let's get intuitive now. So let's sit with the new program I want to make. What intuitively am I feeling into? What do I need to tweak? What, 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 what am I going to deliver to the women that are joining me? How am I going to shop for them? What are my offerings? Tune into that. Right. Okay. Got that now. Fix anything up coming my follicular phase. Ovulation, launch it, right? Because I'm birthing. I've got that high energy. I want to show up. I want to then launch. And by doing that, it's permission to slow down in certain phases of your month and permission to have that increased energy. And you will not drain yourself if you work like that because you're allowing yourself to have the down times where you nourish yourself and they have the high times where your energy is increased. And how can the listeners get their hormones tested so they know if they're on the right track or, you know, if there's still a little bit more work to be done? 
So firstly, if you go to a doctor to get your hormones tested, I've got an episode on this and I encourage you ladies to listen to it. I think it's episode, it's an episode 19 um, and it's about how to talk to your doctor. And I've done a little bit around this because doctors generally speaking are very fucking disheartening. And unless you come in with a horrendous hormone issue, they won't test your hormones because they're like, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. Bottom line is in a nutshell, and you can hear my fucking rant on my podcast is it is your body. It is your blood. You are fucking paying for it via Medicare or if you're getting the extra ones down, you're paying for it out of pocket. If you want your hormones tested, get your hormones tested. Stand your ground, stand in your power. Do not walk out of that room, right? Because you are giving your power away when you let somebody else tell you what you can and can't do with your body. If you want to get a fucking jab, get a fucking jab. Um, So let's say you do get your hormones tested. Firstly, I like to run a lot of things via symptoms um, two reasons. One, it brings awareness to things that like, oh, I didn't realize that was a symptom and I shouldn't have. Right. So when someone comes to me for a strategy session or whatever, and they get the symptoms list before I see them, they will be unaware that like sore boobs or like, you know, weird, weird nightmares can be a hint. And, and, and by bringing awareness to that, they go, oh, and they're able to already start tuning more in with their tuning in more with their body rather than just looking at a number where you're still a little bit disassociated from what's really happening and really tuning in and going, let me actually think how my body's showing up and how that shouldn't be the case. So I like to go off symptoms a lot. When you also do a hormone test, that's great because I do love numbers sometimes. Um, but you need to take it to a naturopath or to myself where I can read the blood test because even when your doctor says, oh, it's in range, you're fine, I can almost guarantee you, you are not fine. That range includes people with shit hormones and good hormones. You don't want people with shit hormones in your range, right? The range is too big, um, so you don't want that. So I've had multiple people come to me and they'll be like, yeah, my doctor said my hormone levels are fine. I'll look at them and I'll be like, your progesterone is not fucking fine. Um, so don't go off those ranges. Take it to somebody that can read it and actually knows the proper range. Because for the majority of women, your progesterone is way too low because of stress. Um, so that's really important. And then obviously I got a, I talk about it in my podcast and I got a blog post, but like you must get your hormone levels tested on the correct day of your cycle. So if you want to know what your estrogen is like, get it tested right before ovulation and then after ovulation. Like you can get it tested a few different times of your cycle if you want to be able to compare. And then for your progesterone, you need to be getting it tested after you ovulate in that luteal phase. And even doctors will say day 22 of your cycle, but if you have a long cycle, you might have only just ovulated or not even ovulated by day 22 and therefore your progesterone levels are not going to be correct. So it's very much about bio-individuality. It's about knowing your own cycle and it's about working with somebody that actually understands what your cycle should be like and what your hormones, not not like hormones that are good. We want hormones that are fucking thriving where you are feeling on top of the world all the time, not where you're feeling okay or not where you're surviving. I want you to be fucking thriving. Amazing. I love it. Uh, Where can the listeners go for a little bit more information on all of this? I know we covered a shitload of topics. So where can they go for a little bit more help? Yeah. So Instagram is probably the best place. So my handle is Monica Yates Health. Um, and I'm always doing like Instagram lives. I'm always doing Facebook lives. You can add me as a Facebook friend. So you can add my private 
page, the Facebook friend, always doing Facebook lives on there. Um, my podcast is called Feminine as Fuck. You could obviously, on my on my Instagram is everything there. I've got my website, monarchyates.com.au. Um, yeah, reach out if you've got any questions. I'm very good at answering DMs. I try and make the time for that. Um, and then I also run fucking epic online programs. I've got my one-on-one coaching and then my group stuff, but I'm really noticing the impact of group just because women biologically, our brains thrive in that community, women supporting women, women's circles environments. Um, so I have been really loving transitioning to more of that group stuff purely because it's creating a faster and bigger impact in women than working one-on-one. So, um, and it's funny cause I used to be such a one-on-one girl. I was always like, no, I'm never doing group always one-on-one. And now I'm like, I only want group. Even when I'm hiring my coaches, I'm like only group. I don't want to do one-on-one. I need to be in a group because I want that. I want that support. I want that networking. I want to be held in that safe environment because it's hard to get that in our modern society. So by being around women that are like you and supporting you and going through the same thing, it's honestly freaking incredible for your brain. Amazing. That's so, so good. Uh, One last question to wrap it up. Um, What advice would you give to your younger self? Fucking love being a woman. Like understand your period. Take the time to understand it. Um, Know that period problems aren't normal and just fucking love being a woman. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't wish that I did love being a woman because I don't think I'd be where I am today now. So I'm glad about my journey. I'm very glad about my journey. I love every part of it. Wouldn't take it back for the world, but definitely love being a woman and don't try and be one of the boys. Perfect. Thank you so much. That was amazing and so insightful. I know the listeners are going to get so much out of it. So thank you so much, Monica. Thank you, Casey. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 